Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is his first ball. Through the gap on the offside. Listen to it. Well, well, well. I cannot digest this and no I'm not talking about the lunch that I just had which in a way was a lot more than I usually eat but that's nowhere near this world cup what a tournament it has been and I mean just look at what has happened since the last time we recorded pod uh, since the last time Ashish and I conversated on this pod Australia have won three more games at this world cup which is as much as they did when we recorded last time England have come back into the mix of things and are now very much in this tournament especially after that bonkers of a game against hosts which they won by one wicket. Uh that wasn't the only upset for New Zealand however as South Africa beat them just another final over finish nothing more unique about that as far as this tournament is concerned. And speaking of final over finishes we had Bangladesh losing against West Indies. We had Bet Mooney take Australia past the finishing line against India in only the final over. Pakistan completed a tricky chase against West Indies, which was their first World Cup win after 18 games in 13 years. And then we had Australia end the winning streak of South Africa, only to show off a streak of their own. I have missed quite a lot there, and that is exactly why we need to speak so much about this tournament—a once-in-a-lifetime tournament—and so. I thought it would only be right to have two ingenious cricket brains to help us decipher what has happened so far in the tournament. Joining me are Ananya Upendran and Abhishek Mukherjee. I'm Rahul Pandey, and welcome to the Cricket News Podcast, Season Five, Episode Four. Hello to both of you. That was a long intro, but I'm sorry. That's just how the tournament is operating right now. How has it been for the two of you, especially this last week? Ananya is just going to gesture. Okay, that's that's just. I'm say I'm, I'm asking him to go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, none of the teams are out out of the hunt yet, right? Even Pakistan yeah. can qualify, so that's where we are. <laughs> After two teams have played five or six yeah. matches, and uh, no team has yet been eliminated. So that's that's the story, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ananya. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean it's exactly like he said I, I think this is probably the first I mean the first tournament that I can think of where like what 22 games have finished and we still are not sure who's going to qualify no one's eliminated so there's no dead rubber as such. Um so yeah I think it's been like an extremely exciting tournament and just a, a tournament that's continue to show why I think women's cricket is such a great product and just needs to be more investment in. Except Australia, of course, which uh, which is a different team altogether. We won't talk about them right now, but yeah, we spoke about what a great product women's cricket is going forward as well in that first episode that we did to kick off this season. Uh, but just in general, I was thinking, you know, we had this debate. We have this debate every now and then when ODIs take place, especially in men's game, that you know this is the format that might not last when it comes to the future. but how about this tournament this kind of a tournament to promote the format i mean it's just been incredible hasn't it been for as far as the format is concerned and its future is concerned 
yeah, it definitely has. I don't think um, women's cricket, I mean, because women play exclusively white ball cricket, I mean, there is the odd tests mattered in here and there once in two years, I guess. Um, but I don't think ODI cricket is irrelevant for the women because it's just, I guess, an extension of T20 cricket. And it's just, I mean, like you said, I think the tournament's just been such a good advertisement for it. Um, and it just shows, um, like we were discussing in the very first episode, that there isn't much kind of separating these teams, apart from Australia, who are, of course, you know, miles ahead of everyone else. There isn't much even, you know, Bangladesh has surprised all of us, I think, in the way they've pushed every single team um, that they've played against. So um, I think it's because of the level of competition, the tournament's just been so much fun to watch. And um, yeah, I think um, it's, it's, like you said, a great advertisement for ODI cricket and definitely a format that, that has a future, at least in women's cricket. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly hope, given the backdrop, and we have to talk about your backdrop, which you know we did in the first episode as well, that the finale doesn't disappoint as far as the entirety of the series is concerned. So I hope the finale is worthy of this tournament. Uh, but yeah, Avishekda. Very unlikely. Why do you keep bringing me to reality when I have to wander around the world of fiction every now and then? Why do you keep bringing me back to this realm? See, a, a knockout match involving Australia is seldom a close match. Seldom, very yeah, rare. But- but what we can do is kind of rewind to 2017 since that's what all Indians love to do and say there yes. was that one knockout game. Someone has to play out of their skin. Um, but, you know, because we're at Indian, least, because we must be optimistic, we will say 2017. At least at least you mentioned 2017. I was just, I straight, straight went back to the 20, 2000 final. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, we, we just had an India-Australia game where the build-up was all about this Harman Preet core innings, this once-in-a-lifetime innings. And uh, in came Alyssa Haley and reminded us of 2020. What a fantastic day it was. See, that yeah. Harman Preet core innings is not going to happen again. I mean, it happened. we were fortunate enough to see that. We are not going to see anything like that. That happens in, say, maybe 20 years, 30 years. Okay, that kind of attack on yeah. in that stage. I mean, it doesn't happen every day. Every time India and Australia meet, that won't happen. This is what is likely to happen. All right. Well, if we are to come to this realm, the reality world, let's just talk about the team, the team that they are. Australia now have one all the games that they have played, just like they did last week, and uh, keep on winning them. And uh, when we talk about their performance, uh, too many names, just too many names to discuss. But let's just start with their batting order, right? Uh, you have uh, the world number one, Alyssa Haley, opening alongside the highest run scorer in the tournament, Chalains. And uh, if you get them out, if you are, you know, able enough to get them out, that you have Meg Lenning, who has a 97 and 100 in the last two games that she has played, also the captain of this team. If you get her out, of course, if you don't need to get her out, if you have already gotten the first two wickets, Elise Perry comes in, who is giving the captain a shoulder-to-shoulder competition in winning the most player of the matches awards in this tournament so far. 
And if you get the two of them out, either one of them out, you get Beth Mooney, as India did, and as she did against India, finish that game off. Just these five players are too much for one team. Why would you have superstars beyond them? Why would you have Atalia Megra, Ashley Garner, Jess Jonathan, Alana King, Megan Schroot after them to just show your superiority in every single department? I mean, are... Is, is one lifetime enough to talk about this Australia team? They're just bullying other side, and that's unfair. Yeah. I mean, we need a principal here. We need a principal yeah. in this school. It's all going haywire. What's happening, Ananda? Can't we have a principal right now? Can't we complain like we also do in Indian schools? A lot. I did. Who are, who are we going to... Um, who's going to be the principal who we complain to? Hmm. That's a good question. And and also, this this will go. I will go on a completely different tangent. But it's not like other boards don't have the resources that Australia have that Australia are using. There are other boards that have way more resources and potentially way more talent and skills and all that stuff. But you know, it's just about one team's, I guess, using what they have very well and. They've, they've run away with it. They're not, I don't think they have an unfair advantage over anyone. So, you know, this is just a student who's doing everything right and therefore, you know, passing with flying colors, whereas we're all kind of just scrapping around them, um, trying really hard to keep up without actually doing the work. So, you know, even if you have a principal, what are your complaints going to be? Well, yeah, that's just about nudging it in the right direction. But Obishekda, we also spoke about Australia last time around. And, uh, you you did say that South Africa, you know, given the run that they had, are going to find it difficult to face, you know, face of Australia. Anyone's going to find it difficult to face of Australia. India came pretty close. That was a good challenge. That was a good contest that they gave to that Australian team. But just just too much firepower to not win a match. The, see, the only, probably the only time in the India state, uh, in the in the India match where uh, India, it seemed India may win, was after the 49th over got over. Okay, so eight from the last over, maybe then. Then the first ball she hits for four and it's gone. Yeah, but it was a we good good time to you know at least at, that at, yeah yeah. I think but the only thing of us really thought that that she would restrict, uh, she would prevent them from scoring eight runs in that over with so many wickets in hand. Yeah, I think the only thing um, that went to score, the only positive that we can take out of it is just it that it followed the trend of the tournament and went to the last over, but it just yeah. never looked like Australia would lose. So, yeah, we can we can say. In theory, we pushed them close, but in reality, yeah, there was no way. They yeah, the margin flatters India. Flattered India. See, I was hopeful. I was really hopeful, and I was actually not at home. I was traveling from Rajasthan to Delhi, and then I remember all of a sudden, you know, with my laptop where I'm watching the match. I have my mobile phone where I'm scrolling through that bird app, where I saw this one fine gentleman saying that India need to take all the wickets. They can't win it at any other cost. And that was, of course, the gentleman who's joined us on this board. So thank you so much, Avishekda, for killing my hope right in the middle 
of that whole situation as you always have done brought me back into reality once again but but yeah i mean australia are um, in in a position where it's hard to say uh, that they are not going to go all the way it's it's going to be a huge surprise now that they don't win the next three games the next three possible games um what do you factor in uh, as as a spot which if any at all which any other team can utilize to their advantage against this australia side is there any blink of a hope for any other side to do that the last time it happened it took an upset basically what we call an upset what we call a once in a life that, yeah. that is what it took and even then i mean remember the last partner last cricket partnership it's never yeah. over until you bowl them out true yeah well that uh, that is true but let's also uh, quickly come on to because we have a lot to talk about throughout this episode with uh, let's let's quickly talk about the team that they face today uh, south africa they i think given the resources uh, that they've had they couldn't have been counted out as uh, you know one of the favorites they were there as favorites in all the lists that came before the tournament even though they were missing their captain going into the tournament that they but even then they have had good enough firepower in batting and bowling department and i do have this uh, this thought which is thinking too far off but south africa have their two games against west indies and india and they win one they have 10 points they essentially cannot be then overtaken from that second spot they will then not face australia in that semi final they'll face someone else they will then face australia in a final and as ananya said we as indians like to talk about 2017 i'll talk about 2017 hell and uh, come a world cup final <sighs> you can never consider yourself as winners throughout that game see any... uh, you asked yes, how to, Africa, I mean, you asked how, how to be, how to beat australia the best strategy would be to finish second or third and expect yeah. the fourth ranked team to beat australia in the semi final <laughs> oh come on well i was half agreeing to you by saying you know anything can happen in the final and then you sort of but that's that's a that's a that's a good one we can add is add it as a quote Ananya, uh, do you think this genuine be second on the points table and then expect the final to do, you know, some script turn, is a good way to expect that you can win the World Cup? Well, I think it's it's the only realistic. I mean, like I, I feel like a semi-final is a bigger game than a final because there is so much more riding on it because you have that ultimate prize of kind of getting into the the final. Um, So yeah, for South Africa, it will be finish second, like win one of the remaining two games, finish second, and then find your way into the final, and then hope to God because Marazan Cup has had an amazing time in domestic, in league tournaments, in the final that she just turns up at the World Cup final and and finds that same big game Marazan Cup who gets like maybe like three or four wickets in her first spell. because like avishek said that's the only way i mean you can only beat australia if you bowl them out south africa have two or the, the three best seamers in the competition as a group the issue is that they don't have good backup bowlers um so those three seamers have to have the game of their life in the final 
and that's the only way that South Africa or who I mean yeah that South Africa will beat Australia if they get to a final. Um, yeah. So yeah, you hope that that they finish second, they get into that final, and then Ismail, Karp, and Kaka kind of just go berserk. Yeah, they're really missing Van uh, Nekker uh, because uh, I'll tell you why not because just of the captaincy because she can could have come into the side purely as a batter or a bowler. So it is it is very difficult to find a find the balance in a side once a player of that player like that opts misses misses the tournament. So they could have compromised on both bowling or uh, on, on either batting or bowling. This decided to compromise on batting, which is they decided to push cap up the order. Yeah, I mean at some point it will catch up with them. This one playing one batter less. This will catch up with them. Especially against a team like Australia. Uh, but I yeah. was referring to India. They play India before that. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they do play the yeah, last I, league stage game. I think they will also see that India, hopefully, I mean, they'll see the West Indies game as the bigger game. They'll want to win that. And then they'll see India mm. as a free hit. Um, yes, and so... rest their key players. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's again being too optimistic of it. Yeah, that's, that's no why they'll be finishing second anyway. So what is in it for them? Oh, I don't think they'll want to be. They they won't want to face India in a semi final. So they'll kind of want to make sure that they don't finish third. If they beat India, they may have to face England in the semi final. Which I think they will then jump past India. Yeah. So I I would want you to complete that. Which team would South Africa be more sort of comfortable facing in that semi final? Oh, God. I'm going to shoot my foot up. I I think they will probably want to face England more than India um, simply because I think India have more match winners on paper. Um, you look at that batting lineup of Mandana, Varma, Kaur, and those are the three genuine match winners who can, if they go berserk, then you know no one can stop them. And if you look at England, then, I mean, like Nat Siver is probably the only batter there who can take the game away from you. Um, and maybe Danny Wyatt, but if they continue to open with Wyatt, I don't see her being a game changer. Um, so yeah, I think they'd rather face England in the semi-final. Um, but then again, England have more people who are experienced in high-pressure games, um, and England seem to be kind of peaking at the right time. Um, yeah. Whereas South Africa, it does seem like the, I mean, it, they could potentially just go just slide down. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's a difficult one. I'd say Liza Lee and Laura Wolfart would rather face India. I think the rest of them would rather face England. This uh, Brits experiment, I'm not still not. Uh, I'm not sure why they do this. Probably because to probably because they want to absorb as much uh, as much of uh, pace bowlers as possible because they're playing a batter less. So I don't. I'm not sure whether they'll stick to that against, say, India, because they have seen 
what it is like to attack India from the start. They, uh, they have seen Australia do that. They may change that. And I'm not sure what they are going to do. I think with Brits, it's also a case of, um, you know, she's a better fielder than Lara Goodall. Um, so mm -hmm. she saves you runs uh, in the deep, has a better arm. Uh, and what she did show in that home series against Pakistan and uh, to a certain extent when she batted in the West Indies was that she has the big shots. It's just, I think she needs pace on the ball. Um, and for some reason, she hasn't been able to showcase what she did um, at home against Pakistan. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think she's a better player of seam than spin, but I don't think she's a good player of swing. Um, and, and which is why I think a lot of teams have kind of caught her, um, you know, found her out. Um, and I hope South Africa kind of just stay, stick with Lara Goodall because, I mean, she also provides the option of a left-hander. So, and, and what we saw against Australia, she was a lot more proactive. She seems to have worked a lot on her technique. So, you know, even if she, like Dane van Nikkel has, has constantly said over these last couple of weeks, is that even if she gets a quick-fire 20, it'll help the rest of the lineup they don't want her to stay, stay and get a 50 what they need is just for her to keep that momentum going so I, i'm hoping they stick with Goodall and or i mean for me best case scenario would be sunil Lee's bats at three because she's in very very good form but then i think that the rest of the lineup looks very shallow yeah dani uh dani my is probably more aggressive than I mean, at least as aggressive as any captain around. Yeah. I mean, uh, if there is a risk gamble to be taken, she will. But I'm not sure whether Luz uh, will do the same. I really miss her. I mean, her presence can change the entire course of a match. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what good leaders are essentially about. They understand the nerves of their teams uh, and, uh, you know, the kind of good sports and how to utilize them in pressure games. Uh, let's now quickly jump on to the team that's number three in the points table that we have already mentioned about in our conversations here and there. But let's talk about them in full flow. Of course, India have won three, lost three games, have a very good net run rate of they had a good net run rate jump winning this game as well. The net run rate currently being plus of 0 0.762, 768, uh, bigger pardon. Have won all three of their games with 100 plus margin. Uh, but then uh, it would, however, seem that they've maybe lost a game more in the league stage going into that final one against South Africa. Uh, how... How do you assess their performance this week, especially in the last two games against Australia and in this one against Bangladesh? I won't say all six results were expected, but I would say not, none of the six results was unexpected. Okay. Yeah, I think um, we said this at the very beginning um, that with India, you expect the unexpected. unexpected. I think they've been yeah. they've been woeful or they've been brilliant. There's there's no middle ground with India, um, yeah. and yeah, I think that's been their major issue. They, they they don't know how to play average cricket, um, and I think that that's what's really hurt them through the. I, I do believe that's a good thing that they don't know how to be average. It can be very good or very bad. That's, that's that's good. That's not not very good when you have fans who are so volatile. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of fans, uh, Obishek and I had a pretty interesting analogy just the other day on that bird app regarding the fans of women's game in general. What? I'm not going to put you on the tough spot here. If you have something to say on that, you can. Otherwise, yeah, we'll just the, move on in the episode. At, at least on social media, women's cricket fans are uh, less toxic than fan, cricket fans who do not follow women's cricket. That is a general observation. Let's not go too deep into this. Otherwise, this pod will turn into something else. Uh, right. But uh, Yastika Bhatia has been someone who... I mean, I, I say this given her interview after the match today when she said that, uh, you know, even though I, uh, uh, I I would have wanted to score more, even though she was the highest run scorer in the match, even though she was the player of the match, uh, she is, of course, has expressed that she likes to play the role of holding in innings together. And uh, that sort of seems really good, especially when the pitches are tricky, especially when spinners have something on those surfaces. Uh, uh but yeah, your general observation about her game and, and, the, and the kind of hunger she has for scoring runs and her performances at three at that spot. The big score has not come yet, but I'm sure it will. Next yeah, game? A very good opportunity. Yes, please, next game. Well, it is against a, an attack that will likely feed her full shot. It's a shot that mm. she plays well, it's a shot that she also gets out to. Um, but I, I honestly think that the next game will probably be her biggest challenge in terms of um, three seamers with varied skill. Um, and if India lose one quickly, um, she'll come up against, I think, having observed her score runs, I'm sure, you know, the, the South Africans will come in with very clear plans to her. Um, and I think the other thing with Yastika is she will be very hungry to do well against them because she, you know, got, earned her maiden call-up for the series against South Africa, never played, um, and just watched India get get demolished by that side. Um, so I think she will be hungry to to kind of prove her worth against them and and just kind of, you know, say, hey, maybe I should have played then, maybe it would have been different, but you know. Obhishekda, you said last time around that you wouldn't really uh, look forward to that 2020, uh, 2021 series in terms of um, analyzing uh, the Indian side play against South Africa because of the gap. The, the, the gap. Yeah, they were playing after happened. a year. Yeah. 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 But, but South how, Africa were playing at that yeah. time. How different do you see uh, this team from that team? Uh, in terms of just the experience they have, just the flow that they have right now going into that last This game. team is very random. I mean, uh, you don't know. I mean, uh, that is there's a cliche commentators and uh, headline writers often use, which India will show up. Yeah. So that that is what sums up this team. They can end, they have ended Australia's streak. The same team that has scored, I, I think, a, a handful of times they have crossed 250 against the major sides. And now uh, in Australia, they did it twice. In the New Zealand series, they did it probably thrice. Uh, here also, they did it once. And uh, then they get bowled out for 134. I mean, I, do, I don't know how to predict or what to say. They can uh, win or lose against any opposition. Except Australia. 
yeah, that's a that's a good thought to hold for now. Uh, but yeah, we would certainly hope that final game, that final game is good for India. We certainly can use that good game yeah, for good vibes. Uh, but yeah, coming on to the team that is currently at fourth, shares the same number of points as India do, not so much the net run rate, West Indies. Started off this tournament with a bang, some bang. Uh, winning against New Zealand, winning against England. Almost one, no, not almost. I'm going to say they started off that innings against India with a bang, were 91 without loss after 11.2 overs something. Yeah. But then they lose that match and they now find themselves in a tricky spot. Uh, the last match was, of course, uh, the overs were reduced from 50 to 20. It was a 20 over game and. Uh, it was a tricky surface to bat on. The Pakistan bowlers did well. The Pakistan fielders did well. And that was quite the win for them. Uh, but the West Indies would also perhaps think they have lost a game more going into the position that they are right now and have to face South Africa in that final fixture. Not, not, not just any game more. They just Had they beaten Pakistan, they would have been through. That's it. Yeah, I feel like that that game losing to Pakistan is probably just the tipping point where you you know now that West Indies is probably going to fade out. I think uh, just the poor returns with the bat finally caught up with them against Pakistan. I don't think you know aside from that Haley Matthews knock in the first um, game and then the opening partnership against India, Shamaine Campbell kind of getting them out of jail um, with a couple of gritty knocks. I don't think their batting has fired at all through the tournament and. They've just kind of gotten out of jail against every team. Um, it's just been moments of brilliance um, that have gotten them those three wins um, that they did get. So I feel like they've reached a tipping point where they're probably going to bow out of the tournament. I don't want to say that because I really, really like the way they've kind of, yeah. I guess, made everyone lift their games. But yeah, I just I don't see them qualifying for this. And of the three wins, they, they, they should ideally have lost. I mean... Had this been a slightly more experienced team, Bangladesh would have beaten them. Yep. That was quite the game. Perhaps in some other alternate universe, Bangladesh have won it. And uh, West Indies are looking in even more trouble. Perhaps in some other universe, West Indies have qualified for the Final Four, but not in this one. Now, uh, I would really like to see a long bilateral, maybe five-match series between West Indies and Bangladesh. Do you think uh, this kind of a tournament is going to promote more of these bilateral series going forward? Of course, what we saw from last tournament. Bilateral, and series, are all, bilateral series are all that happened. No, uh, what I mean to say is uh, what Ananya said when we first conversated about these bilateral series is that the interest of, of viewers, just the fan bases uh, from that last World Cup to this one increased as far as those bilateral series are concerned, you know, the talking, uh, the, the, the people talking about those bilateral series, the numbers sort of increase. How do you see that going forward with this World Cup, which has been, dare I say, huge. even better? Huge. Huge. Ananya, where were the India-South Africa matches held as Surat? I mean, not the last years, the 2019. Yeah, 2019, Surat and yeah. Baroda. Yeah. yeah, the grounds were full. 
the crowd the crowd was terrific so uh, i'm sure the last last year's matches were probably played behind closed doors the lucknow ones so now yeah. if there is an international series india plays a bilateral series at home i'm sure there will be crowd <clears throat> well now i think me. the highest we have seen on uh, the live this is just on uh, on on the app is 7 lakh concurrent that is yeah the india australia one i think during india south africa that is going to be a crunch match it may hit if it hits the 10 lakh 10 lakh mark that will be huge remember uh, this is this does not include television yeah this is just the app yeah 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 we'll have to wait for the final numbers that are revealed sometime later about these fixtures but yeah the we do hope the turnout and the viewership is going to be even more uh yeah and even uh, you know before moving on to the next team even with the india new zealand uh, sorry big upon that that india australia match uh, despite the crowd restrictions we had a good turnout there was quite the buzz around that match as well at eden park we we, we had a good crowd and uh yeah certainly hope that uh, more and more people draw towards the sport going forward this tournament going forward england at 5 after 5 games with a couple of wins in their last uh two ones is is that right yeah 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 uh and yeah. they have two relatively easy matches left oh yeah bangladesh oh. and pakistan so they are oh, yeah. probably it they are probably likelier to qualify than west indies Did they thought this even, over? Did, and, what they think about even, this? And even India. Yeah. India have to beat South Africa. England have to beat Bangladesh and Pakistan. So England are in a better position than India. That hurts. That straight up hurts because what we essentially thought going before the tournament, uh, again, Ananya pointed to this. They'll get that Australia game out of the way, right? And. feel good about it now that just focus on the remaining says lost another couple and now have two very easy games might as well qualify but how do, what do you see as a reason possible for all the results that have happened uh the last two ones are of course kind of difficult to explain close game close matches are difficult to explain but the ones before where england faltered what do you see as the real possible reasons uh, as to how they can be positive now that they can do good in the tournament and uh, sort of push a cloth over all those holes that they saw early in the tournament i think they already have in many ways i mean they they're seeing every game in isolation now because i mean after that loss um i think it was to the to south africa um It, every game essentially became a must win for them um there was no um, possibility of them i mean the qualification would have been of their hand they lost against india um and i think since that game against south africa kind of said, okay that bit of the tournament is done um and you know we kind of have to to find another gear and i mean they found ways to to win games they also almost found a way to lose another game against new zealand i mean that shouldn't shouldn't have gone you know to the last wicket it shouldn't have gone as deep as it did um 
but it it did and you know again they somehow found found a way to win it so i think that will it will give them confidence kind of and i think it's it was the same with south africa that they're not playing their best cricket but they're still somehow finding a way to win um and and so you just feel like if a couple more things kind of go in your favor then you know the ball will start rolling and you'll feel more confident so i think just coming up against teams like pakistan and bangladesh um i know they've kind of bangladesh have definitely punched above their weight through this tournament and and i know england will be wary of both those teams but they will also know that you know they they probably have um they can they can afford to make those mistakes and still come out on on the winning side um but they'll just be hoping that they don't make that many mistakes and it's po- probably a better opportunity for them to kind of get that ball rolling and and get into the semi final with a lot more confidence yeah just the fact that kate cross mentioned this i guess after that new zealand win that just the fact that anya shropsel someone like anya shropsel bats at 11 gives the squad a whole lot of confidence going forward that even with situations that seem too tense they can go through them especially at times when they need to go through those situations in order to qualify uh but yeah they have two games remaining whilst on the other hand the team that they got past in quite a close game have just a match in hand We're talking about the hosts. New Zealand started off uh, with a loss against West Indies. I've only been able to register two victories. One of them, of course, came against India. Uh, but yeah, well, how good are their chances looking right now? Abhishekda, I'm going to start with you. Unlikely, but they're theoretically in. Theoretically, okay. Yeah, I think they're just too dependent on everything. I guess the stars are lining for them to make that semi. I mean, it would be wonderful if they did, but yeah, I think too many things went wrong for them. Yeah. Yeah, and and given that uh and given the build up that was going into the tournament, the way they beat India and everyone just started looking at their notes, at their top four predictions. wanted to make a change perhaps you know maybe uh, let's 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 put them as uh, one of the main contenders not looking the same as of now and uh, two more teams See, uh, ahead uh, ahead of that series india score indians the indians were not playing uh, competitive cricket for two months two two months maybe more three months i think or maybe two months new zealand were playing a full yeah. domestic season so i think that i mean uh, the 4-1 result probably is one win too many was one win too many for new zealand it could have been 3-2 i mean the 4-1 result prompted a lot of people to change their opinions i know but uh, it's probably close it, it is it was closer than it, uh, there were several close matches on, on on that series yeah so and, and i think Yeah and I think New Zealand will also probably look back on that first game and against the West Indies and I think playing Fran Jones was one of the bigger mistakes that they made. Um I think Frankie McKay should have been in their starting 11 from the very first game and I I think they just got a lot of those I wouldn't call them 50-50 decisions but those close calls I think they got a lot of them wrong. Um and then you know against england it was two of their big stars got you know injured and a lot of things kind of i guess went against them but i think that one decision of 
just for just because a matchup suited them on paper, they played I think a bowler who probably shouldn't have featured in this tournament. Um, and I, I know I, you can't blame one selection or, or one thing on on them losing, but I feel like that probably kind of started the ball rolling in a in a in a direction that they didn't want. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, moving forward. We have the two teams left that have just one win in uh, their hand after five matches, Bangladesh and Pakistan. Uh, Bangladesh, of course, going to the first World Cup, uh, got that win. Um, Pakistan got that World Cup win after too long a time, which was rightly celebrated. Uh, I don't really see uh, debates on this topic as to why a team should celebrate one win so big. I think it's a win. It's a World Cup win, and a team has waited for too long a time to do that. Might as well celebrate it the way they want to. Uh, but yeah, they there have was a debate lives. over this. Yeah, on social media, no, not not so much I... a debate, but statements being passed on as to why are they celebrating is as if they won the World Cup, as if they've qualified. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a point in that because I, for one, lost too many games throughout my childhood in all the sporting competitions I took part in and i celebrated them like anything and this is the world cup we're talking about i mean you have all the right reasons to celebrate a match win there uh but yeah they have two tough games now both of them uh bangladesh face australia and england uh pakistan face england and new zealand and uh you'd not give them a chance to make a big upset even though theoretically they're still in this tournament right now will you Bangladesh against England? Yeah, but that win's not going to be necessarily for them, is it? It's going to help someone else. No, for them. I mean, it, it will help them achieve nothing, but beating England... I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's of course a big result. Of course, but yes. uh, of the four matches, that is probably going to be the closest. Hmm. Ananya, you have any so you don't think, thoughts on that? Yeah. Do you not think Pakistan will run New Zealand close? Con I mean, and I'm assuming Tahuhu will probably be ruled out. Um, so do you not think Pakistan oh. will run New Zealand close? I'm assuming. The thing is, the um, thing about Pakistan is, if you score, basically if you score 230, 240 against them, you generally win. So... Yeah. Uh, Bangladesh can still chase that kind of total down. I mean, uh, can. <laughs> well, can. then I'd say it, it theoretically, even Pakistan can. Yeah, theoretically. <laughs> we are not able to reduce anything out or reduce any teams out. We haven't been able to do that. We've been recording this for what, 42 minutes. Haven't been able to single out any team that's going out. No, no. I, okay, okay. Let's let's rule out Pakistan and Bangladesh. They will, uh, uh, New Zealand will, uh, Bangladesh will push England. Uh, mm. uh, Pakistan will push New Zealand. Mm. One of them may even win. I won't predict on that, but uh, predict that, but we, we have seen things happen in this World Cup. So one of them will win, but that is not going to, that is obviously not going for to be enough for them to qualify. But it will be a historic moment. That's one. That's without. And it will it'll also hurt the other team or the other team's yeah. qualification. Yeah. 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 
They just be party poopers and knock someone else out. Nice. And uh, I, I think beating one of these teams, uh, New Zealand or England, will be a huge boost to cricket. It should be a huge boost yeah. to cricket back in, in, in the countries. And Bangladesh playing their first World Cup. But the, I, I saw that frame um, yesterday when uh, Pakistan won their first match in World Cups after 13 years. Um, there were couple of small girls celebrating, waving around the flag. That that was a sight I really wanted to hold into my eyes for the next five to ten minutes because it's just a, such a big impact. I remember the first games, even though I didn't watch games on the ground, World Cup games on the ground, I haven't had that privilege yet. But when you watch these results, they, they leave a long impression on your heart. And surely... Uh, a result here and there won't hurt the larger development of cricket in the countries that you've said. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a wrap-up time, almost wrap-up time. Otherwise, our producer's going to kill me. Uh, let's let's just talk about uh, the tough questions now. Who are going to be the final three? The final, I mean, one's already there. The final three to go into the final four. Ananya? We'll put you on the tough spot first since you inaugurated season five. Uh, okay. Um, the remaining three, I, I think South Africa, um, England, and India. Actually, no, wait, Eng yeah, England and India. <laughs> that would have been like an Oscar worthy stuff, Oscar best picture moment <laughs> stuff. You sort of pushed England in that final four, and had you removed them from that list, that would have been something for the fans watching. But Obishekda, uh, care to bring up a different list? No, no, I'll do a surprise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> surprise finding. Uh, a spot in the most random of cricket podcasts as far as his cricket career is concerned. But yeah, he'll be happy. He'll be happy to be associated with a tournament like this. Anyone will be happy to be associated with a tournament like this. I'm just happy watching this tournament. Uh, it's been a real pleasure talking cricket to both of you. And uh, we will talk cricket more, more and more as the tournament progresses. Of course, the knockout stages come. We have uh, that big episode that's going to come after the tournament is over, where we will talk about the moments, we'll talk about the winners, teams that disappointed, teams that didn't disappoint, all that sort of stuff. So, in case you have watched the Cricket News or heard the Cricket News podcast for the first time, might as well subscribe to it, share it, and if you like it, just let YouTube know that you like it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, you two fabulous people. I hope you enjoy the cricket that's to come. I hope everyone enjoys the cricket that's to come. For more about cricket, stay tuned to Cricket News. This Hub Hopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya. अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट